What up? Thank you so much for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. What up, everybody? Hey, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, let's jump right in. I did watch a, uh, a docu-series. It's called Social Animals. Um, I like it because, um, you know, it's it focuses, uh, it focuses on three teenagers. One's a photographer. One, uh, the other is a uh, aspiring swimsuit model. And then the other is a Midwest girl. Uh, just, you know, average high school teenager. All of them are high school teenagers. Um, but it, it, it follows them um, and their life on Instagram um, because all of them are looking for the same things from their Instagram accounts. Um, a little love, acceptance, and, of course, fame. Um, and I like it because, um, you know, with the observational eye, social animals, it peeks into the digital and real world of today's image-focused teenager where followers and lights and comments mark success and self-worth. And I like it because as a youth pastor, um, two reasons I like it. One, as a youth pastor, it allows me to, it, it helps explain the logic behind the average Gen Zer. Um, number two, I like it because um, it, it, it helps me identify the log within my own eye. Yup, I said it. Shots fired at myself. Friendly fire. Um because like I said, we all have that desire to um to have a ton of likes, a ton of shares, a ton of uh affirmation comments on our social media post. Um and it's a good eye opener um and causes me to question, you know, am I searching for these things um that are that are a false positive. Um, and while we're talking about social media, let's just dive into this topic. So I read an article the other day, and they was talking about how social media addiction affects, uh, how it affects your brain. So um, dopamine, obviously, it's a chemical your brain releases to make you feel good. Um, a lot of times this happens when you drink alcohol, when you get that big promotion, or you see someone you love. All that can equal dopamine. Um, also, studies have shown when you get a notification that someone liked your latest Insta photo or your latest post on Facebook or whatever uh, your social media outlet of choice is, uh, your body also produces dopamine as well. Our social media feed, it's, it's where, uh, it's where um, your social media feed, it's where your friends tell you um, they like your girlfriend or approve of your outfit or think your children are cute um, or, you know, your dog photos are cute or, you know, if you are posting ministry stuff, if you're posting encouraging stuff, if you're trying to sell products online, it's, you know, it's where we find, it's where we get that affirmation, but it's that false affirmation. But still at the same time, it releases dopamine in our mind. Um and that's what keeps us coming back for more. That's what keeps us posting. That's what keeps us checking our Facebook, our Instagram, our Snapchat, our Twitter, um, Pinterest, all these things. That's what keeps us checking like every five to six minutes or ten minutes or half an hour, whatever it is. Um, but I love this quote because one of my favorite artists, uh, he said this. He said, if you live for people's acceptance, then you will die from their rejection. 
And I love that because what he's saying is um, if we apply that to social media, if you are living uh, for the affirmation comments, if you're living, if you're basing your self-worth off of how many shares you got or how many likes you got or even how many followers or friends you have, um, how active your social media life is, if you're basing your self-worth off that, then guess what? The moment that it fails you, um, you will die from that. Just let that marinate for a minute. If you live for people's acceptance, then you will die from their rejection. Um, so I love the show Social Animals because it really, um, it really puts a spotlight on, um, you know, on the unhealthiness of social media. I don't know if you saw in the news, but this week it came out that the nonprofit had kept a list that included more than watch this or not watch this, but listen to this. This list included more than seven thousand eight hundred scout leaders known or suspected to have sexually abused boys since nineteen forty four. 1944, and that it had identified more than 12,000 victims. Yes, let me say that again. This list identified 7,800 scout leaders known or suspected to have sexually abused um, boys since 1944, and out of these boys, the total equaled to more than 12,000 victims. Yeah. It's more than six times the number uh, the Boy Scouts told a court back in 2012. The BSA denies it's been hiding this list from law enforcement and argues that the list has helped it keep potentially dangerous adults away from kids. Now, the reason I say spotlight, I started with spotlight, is because I don't know if you've ever seen the movie on Netflix. It's one of my favorite movies. It's called Spotlight. It has Michael Keaton in it, a slew of other actors and actresses as well, but Michael Keaton's the only one I can remember right now. Uh, it's called Spotlight, and it's a true story. It's about the Boston Globe. It's about uh, this little division of uh, journalists within the Boston Globe called Spotlight, where they will dig and dig and research and research, and all of a sudden come out with this amazing article that is all facts, um, mind-blowing facts about, you know, whatever institution or business or person or all, I mean, just crazy stuff. And they, uh, I can't remember, remember the year uh, per se, but they uh, did a Spotlight article on the Catholic Church. Um, and that's And that's what it makes me think of. Uh, because the number was privately released to a court earlier this year. Um, you know, going back to Boy Scouts America, the number of victims was privately released to the court earlier this year. Uh, but get this, uh, Jeff Anderson, an attorney, an attorney known for releasing list of Catholic priests accused of abuse, went public with the figures. Now, uh, in New York, right now, they are currently... Um, they, they, earlier this year, they passed a Child Victim Act, uh, which allows sexual abuse claims from any time period to be brought up in spite of statutes of limitations. Um, it goes into effect in August of this year, so many expect New York to be the state where charges could be brought against the Boy Scouts of America. Um, in that movie Spotlight, it turned out to be, I don't even remember the figure. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing. Um, but please go and watch that. So look at that. You get two Netflix recommendations, and you get two um, relevant things that are going on in our society that blew your mind. Um, at least blew my mind, at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is that is wild. Um, so switching gears to something a little bit positive, a little bit more positive. Um, uh, music suggestion. Uh, yeah, music suggestion. So the other night I recently discovered that I 
am a fan of alternative music. Now, turns out it didn't just happen overnight. It's been a course of my life. I've always liked alternative music, but I never really like knew the label of it. I never really, it's not like I didn't accept it. It was just, I always knew that like my music tastes were different. Now I do like all kinds of music. I love rap. All right. You know me. I love rap, um, love gospel. I'm talking about like old school gospel, John P. Key, uh, Hezekiah Walker. Yeah. Um, I love jazz. It's good stuff. Um, funk. Uh, um, not a huge fan of country, but, you know, I listen to it. I mean, hey, I grew up in the South. I am married to who I'm married to. Is what it is. Listen to some country. Uh, if I have to listen to country, it's going to be Florida Georgia Line. I know. I know. You're like, Lindsay, that's not country. But, you know, it's good enough for me. So um, I listen to some rock, um, definitely some pop. Um, and it's crazy because like whenever I play on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or anytime I'm playing, uh, just my style, it has all that mixed in it. But like a lot of times I like to mix, um, some alternative with, um, the way I play synthesizer or pad or even our arpeggiator. Um, it has those elements in it. And I never realized it until the other night I was watching the tonight show and uh, they had this musical guest, and they were talking about how uh, Questlove, who is the drummer from The Roots, uh, which is one of my favorite bands, uh, how he was um, this artist professor at NYU. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that means Questlove had to rub off on her just a little bit. So, let me, you know, let me give a taste. Uh, or not let me give taste, but let me give, uh, you know, let me let me listen to it. So uh, she gets up, and she's singing. I'm like, okay, you know, like the first few seconds, oh, she's got a voice, all right. And then everybody comes in, and it's a live arrangement. And if you don't know me, I'm a huge fan of live arrangements, which is just a live band playing on top of the original track. So you get, you get the original music, plus you get some... Uh, improv and and creativity on top of it. It's just real. It's awesome experience. And oh my God, the beat came in and it was lit. Oh my God, it was so good. Uh, but her name is Maggie Rogers. Now, uh, spoiler alert: she's not a Christian artist. So if you're somebody that follows Jesus and you don't, you are like anti-secular music, then just tune this part out, just fast forward. But if you are a follower of Jesus and you're mature enough to listen to some secular music, then keep listening to this. All right, so her name is Maggie Rogers. Uh, she falls under the alternative label, but I promise, like, she's so much more than that. It's really good. You got to check her out. There's this song, the song that she performed on The Tonight Show. Um, I, <laughs> I, li- I watched the show Wednesday, and from Wednesday, from midnight... Thursday morning to about lunchtime, I had listened to the song seven times. And within that 24-hour period, I listened to her album an hour. And I listened to her album at least two and a half times. Yeah, independent Christian artist. And one of those was a band by the name of Rivers and Robots. Yeah, they're good. Um... Check them out. Song I would recommend. It's called Discovery. Um, so, all that being said, let me get to the the last point. Um, so the other night I was getting ready to put Kale in the bed, and uh, it's kind of in a hurry. So we read a book, um, and um, I'm sitting in the chair. I said, like, "All right, go put your book up." He puts it up. So straighten up your boots. He straightens up the boots, and then said, "Okay, lay down." And he walks right in front of me. Stands. He's like, "Hug, Daddy." 
And uh, of course I smiled, and I was like, that's right, buddy. Um, and I picked him up, and he squeezed me instantly, and he was like, Ugh. and it's so cute to hear him do that. And you're saying, Lindsay, what does this have to do with anything? Well, our ritual is, when it's time to go to bed, I read him a book, he gets up, I tell him to go put the book back up, he puts it up, straighten his books, he you know tries to straighten them the best he can, because I'm trying to teach him how to be organized. And then as he before he gets back in the bed, he has to give me a big hug, and we have to, like, he's got to squeeze with all his might, and I kiss him on the forehead, tell him how much I love him, and I thank God for him. We pray, and turn the music on, turn the lights off, and yeah. Um, So, this time, like, I was in a hurry, and I didn't, you know, tell him to hug me. I know, like, don't beat me up. I was, it happens, okay? Happens. Um, I didn't tell him to hug me. I was just like, all right, go and get in the bed. And he stopped, and he said, hug, Daddy. And instantly I knew, but it made me feel so good, one, because he genuinely wanted to hug me. But also, two, it made me to realize that a lot of times uh, when we repeat habits, it produces expectations, regardless if the habits are good or bad it's going to produce certain expectations. It's going to cultivate a atmosphere that we live in or exist in. You know, your habits produce an atmosphere, whether they're good habits or bad habits. So question is, your current atmosphere, your current state of life, is it because um, the habits that you did, were they good or bad? You know, you can look at all the, all the woes. And yes, there are some things that we cannot uh, contribute to, that we didn't contribute to, that just happened, you know. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on us. I get it. Um, But there's some things where, like, you have to take ownership and say, okay, you know what, maybe I did cause this. Maybe by me not um, taking ownership of these things, it led to uh, where I reside right now. And my true north point is, um, to say, okay, what does God want my life to look like? All right, and where's and how big of the gap? How big is the gap between my habits and what God wants for my life? Oh, that's good, man. That one that was not in the notes, so that's a freebie. But how big is the gap between my habits and the life that God wants me to be living every day? How bad? How big is the gap between my conversations and the conversations God wants me to be having? How big is the gap between the things that entertain me and the entertainment that God wants me to select for my life? How big is the gap between my friends and the people that God is trying to put in my boat? Um, you know, and if you never read that scripture, there's a scripture in the book of Acts where right before Paul sails to Rome, literally God speaks through one of the elders in the church and says, do not fret, do not worry, because I am putting the right people in your boat. And that's powerful because whatever God calls you to do in this life, you got to surround yourself with the people that he has selected, not you, but he has selected um, because he knows all things and uh, every good and perfect thing comes from him so if he selects the people guess what they're good and they're perfect for you in the season that you are in keep that in mind thank you so much for listening uh holla at you next week make sure you share this episode to a friend family member co-worker even a hater share it to them um be blessed comment subscribe itunes and soundcloud see you later i actually talk to you later you know